In today's show, we're going to recap all of the action from Sunday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball and Substack, JoshLloyd48.Substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepix.com. The promo code is locked on. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right. We did a waiver wire show early today. Don't know what to watch for. Stream show, which had a lot of the injury updates. Just covering off a few little injury things that we need to talk about now before we get into the recaps of the games. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, in New Orleans, we've got an update. CJ McCollum is out. Brandon Ingram is doubtful. Larry Nance is questionable. So that means, obviously, big value there for Trey Murphy. Increased value for Jose Alvarado and Devontae Graham. And Najee Marshall might be able to do some work. Now, if Nance is out, you're going to have someone like Jackson Hayes step in and be the backup center, but that obviously helps Jonas Valanciunas a ton as well if Nance does happen to be out. Jonas Vasilinovasas. Chris Paul is out again in Phoenix. Just keep going with campaign. We just keep riding with him. Anthony Davis, he said he was going to be fine for next game. He's officially questionable. LeBron is probable for the Lakers. So if Davis is out, you're going to get when you're Gabriel. Step into a larger role. You're going to have Austin Reeves be solid enough. And Dennis Schroeder gets that really interesting bump in usage. And then Markel Fultz, he was close to return, but they've ruled him out already for Monday. We don't have an update yet on whether Jalen Suggs is going to play. He sat out Sunday. They went with Franz Wagner, who is dealing with a tear in a ligament in his hand, by the way. So he was their starting point guard, and they are just all sorts of screwed, really, with the the lack of guards that the Orlando Magic have uh, at their disposal at the moment. Let's um let's go straight in. Let's take a look at these games. First game we take a look at, it was the early one today. Um, Portland and Brooklyn. The Nets get the win, 111-97. The final score here in this one. Of course, no Damian Lillard or Gary Payton. So Jeremy Grant really taking on big usage, 30% usage here. 29 points with five threes and five assists. The defensive numbers haven't really been there for Granny. I would obviously be looking to sell high on him. It's tough to do, but there are Jeremy Grant truthers out there. I don't know. That person's probably already got him on their roster, but this is just a level of unsustainability here from Grant. Anthony Simons, again, I'm just always going to state it. Get a top 40 guy back in a trade. Otherwise, write it out. It's it's solid value, apart from the fact that he shot 29%. But 15 points, 6 assists, 4 triples, good counting stats, and huge minutes for him as well. 40 minutes. And the big fella, Yusuf Nurkic. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Well, uh, Nurk is, what, top 60 this season? 17 and 14 in 34 minutes? 34 minutes is really intriguing. Now, I would say he's also a little bit of a sell high, but no one is going to do it. No one is going to give you a top 50 player for Nurk. They just aren't. He is top 50 over the last week. I think we just enjoy what's happening. Justice Winslow, the other guy who started 14, 7, and 6. 
Now, last game that he started, he didn't do anything. So don't look at this and go, wow, yeah, Lillard out, Winslow's the guy. He is the guy in terms of starting. He is an option in terms of streaming, but usually he's going to be, you know, he was 50 from the field and 100 from the line. That's not what he does. He's going to hurt you there, and therefore the scoring drops. Yeah, a nice rebound assist, steals blocks option. That can be a streamable player, but must roster, no. Shaden Sharp has been, like, brutal. He is terrible at the moment. I don't know if you could get that as a buy low in a dynasty, but zero points on 0 of 3 shooting. Yeah, we, we, you would think, logically, that the absence of Lillard would mean that we'd get a little bit of extra value there for Sharp. It's actually gotten worse. And sometimes, yeah, that stuff's impossible to predict. Hey, a guard's out, so this other guard who was the sixth man should play more, right? Nah, less. Less minutes. Significantly fewer minutes. Like, that, you can't work... Now, he was never a 12-team pickup, obviously. But you can't really predict that someone's just going to completely shit the bed the way that Sharp has over this little run. No offense to the bloke. Josh Hitman Hart, 9, 4, and 3. I still really like Sharp long-term, by the way, for Dynasty. Uh, Josh Hart, 9, 4, and 3 in 36 minutes. For the Nets, Seth Curry. Wow. 29 points with 7 triples. What I would encourage you to do with this, he's apparently going to try the back-to-back tomorrow. They're going to get him back-to-back soon, which is great. Um, and he's clearly better than Joe Harris at this stage. I don't think anyone's rostering Joe Harris in even 14-team leagues. But if they are, Get that out of here. this was great from Seth, but I do encourage you to look past the points and threes. Your three rebounds, one assist, one steal is not particularly good. And this game, this seven threes came on 70% shooting. The 29 points came on 73% shooting. So obviously, that's not going to stick. But what is encouraging are the minutes and the fact that he had 30% usage. That's really interesting. Is he a 12-team guy? I don't mind having a crack and seeing what happens. Durant had 31, 5, and 5. Kyrie had 22, 5, and 6. Yeah, solid enough. Benny Simmons, just the two. Just two points. Yeah, pretty gross. But 12 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. Didn't miss a free throw. He's actually top 20 over the last week, Simmons. Obviously, we don't believe in that long term. But he could be top 50 rest of the way. I don't know. I, I, I skepticism about that as well. But he's been really good. Claxton, 12 and 7 with 2 steals and a block. 32 minutes is encouraging while Simmons is playing like that. And then you have Harris, just the 16 minutes. The Basmati man, Royce O'Neal, played 38 minutes. Not too good. Seven points there on five shots. But he still had the four assists. But we've seen the ups and downs of what Royce O'Neal does. I don't expect him to remain a top 100 player. I still don't understand why they're running offense through him as much as they are in terms of distributing. But I just don't see him sticking at this level. And I could very, very easily be proven wrong on that. I just, you know, I just, I see a game like this and it aligns more with what my beliefs are on Royce O'Neal's ability as, a, as an NBA player, but also as a fantasy basketball contributor. Today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasional budget across the US, UK, Canada, and now in Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo, T-U-R-O, Turo.com. Let's go to the second game. Ass kicking. The Warriors beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 137-114, the final score in this one. This was a big Warriors win, an on-the-road win, which we always love. Or they, I'm sure they love to see it. I'm sure the Timberwolves fans don't love to see it. 
but they love to see it um, given their struggles on the road this season. On the Warriors side of things, Andrew Wiggins' revenge game had 13-2-2 two two with three threes and two steals. Solid enough numbers. He's been obviously really great. Top 10 player actually over the last week we go. That's a sell high. He's not going to maintain that, but he's had been top 50 this season. I still don't think top 50 is realistic for Wiggins, but he's been good. Two good games in a row off the bench for Jordan Poole. 24-4-6 on 53% shooting. Has he figured it out? Maybe. These are really encouraging. While Clay Thompson also good. 21 points, five triples, two steals and a block on 62%. I think Clay is a massive sell high. I don't know if anyone believes in it, but I think he is. Draymond, this is you know this game's a blowout. Draymond scored 19 points on seven shots. He had 11 assists, while Steph also uh, put up a big line. 25, 11, and 8. Wasn't quite at his elite efficiency, which his efficiency this season is crazy. He's got a higher two-point percentage than Anthony Davis this season. 25, 11, and 8. Only shot 41%. The last couple of games have dropped him a little bit in that field goal percentage, which was always, I think, going to trend downwards, considering it was at like career-high levels. But another gigantic rebounding game. 11 rebounds for Steph. No one else cleared seven. For Kevon Looney was the next guy. Kaminga had 17 and six, while Looney had uh, two, seven, and four. It was a good game from DiVincenzo too, but I don't think we need to uh, read huge amounts into that. For the Wolves, again, good, solid game from Towns, 31 minutes, 21 points, but you know, part of our concern was him was the rebounding. He had four from here. He didn't block a shot, but at least 57 from the field is good. 100% from the line is good. He's basically bang on, like where we thought. Like he's... 12th for the season, 13th for the last week. Sort of bang on, isn't it? End of the first, start of the second. It's where we thought he would be. So he, after a really slow start, he has improved to get back to that level. Goose, Anthony Edwards. Now, it's been bloody annoying having Anthony Edwards on your roster this season because you were basically punting free throws. But he went 10 of 11 here. 26-4 and 4, two triples. He's back inside the top 40 over the last week. He's almost top 50 for the season. There was a definite buy-low opportunity, which is closed. This is great to see him getting back here. While we had Rudy Gobert. Come on, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Prior to this one, the two previous were good. This one, not so good. 9 and 10 with a block. It's not... Terrible, but really bad field goal percentage. He's hovering in that 40s range. We need him to push a little bit higher. Russell had 15, 2, and 6 in 31 minutes. A, a poor game there from him, but with Jordan McLaughlin out, no one's taken those minutes. And they also had no Jaden McDaniel, so they started Austin Rivers. And of course, you'll be shocked to know that Austin Rivers did nothing. 5, 2, and 1. He's bad. I don't know why he would get minutes. Um, yeah, but cool. And again, one of those situations where, hey, hey, the guy ahead of Kyle Anderson's actually out. Let's play him fewer minutes. 19 minutes for Anderson, 4-3 and three with a steal. I think Anderson's still worth streaming when you're looking for defensive stats, but that's pretty disappointing. The guy who somehow, for some reason, got the big boost was Jalen Noel. The Christmas tree had 16 points in 24 minutes with four triples, three assists, and a steal. He is wildly inconsistent. We've seen that all season, and I don't think you need to do anything with adding him considering the inconsistency of his play and also the inconsistency of his minutes. Third game. Paces Clippers. Clippers win this one, 114-100. It's probably more of a blowout than that, to be fair. Let's talk about sticks. It is unequivocally a great game. 23-9 for Jalen Smith. Three threes. Had a block, 57% shooting. Hit 100% from the line. No, 29 minutes. Including this game, he was he's 171st over the last week. Including this game, he's 176 for the season. This will happen. 
This is why we're looking at him as an 80s, 90s draft pick. Thinking, all right, he's not going to do this every night, but he can shoot. He can score a bit, rebound, block some shots. That's useful. But four out of every five games, he's been dreadful. And, you know, I jacked him off a while ago, last week maybe. And I, I you know that this is going to happen, right? If he keeps getting the opportunities to start, there will be some big games. But I'm not willing to look at this and go, well, it was a mistake to drop him and he's going to continue to do this. He might. And I don't think there's anything wrong with going to grab him and go, well, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a prolonged run of him being this good again. Tyrese Halliburton, 15-5-11, definitely not his best. While Timothy John McConnell played 22 minutes, 14 points, 5 assists, 2 steals. He got the extra minutes, and Halliburton played fewer minutes because it was a blowout. Rough game from Miles Turner, 9-5 and five in 20 minutes. He had foul trouble. That did allow Jalen Smith to play extra. And usually when Smith plays at center, he gets roasted. Now, I guess... You could say that the opposition center going for 31 and 29 was him getting roasted, but he was able to put up his own numbers there. As for Turner, don't panic there. Neesmith is just one of the worst starters in the NBA. Two points for him on 14% shooting. Well, Isaiah Jackson didn't really get the bump that we would have hoped, but four steals and a block, that's good. He still remains just a luxury stash. If you're struggling, you drop him. If you're in a good position, you hold him. And then we see where they go. Um, Benek Matherin. Nine points in 25 minutes. Is he a drop? I reckon he might be. Um, in a points league, he's a lot easier to hold because his value comes from points. But this is the problem. When you don't get the points and you don't get to the line, you do nothing. He didn't get to the line at all, shot 36%. He's 151st ranked player this season. He's 201st over the last week. I think he probably is a hold, but I don't think he's the high upside fantasy option this season that some may think. For the Clippers, we've got to do it. We've got to talk about it if it's a Zubats because this is insane, right? 36 minutes for Zubats, 31 points, 29 rebounds, three blocks, 82% shooting on 25 usage. There are a number of things here which are unrealistic. 29 rebounds, yeah, it's just not going to happen. 31 points on 25 usage, not going to happen. 82% shooting, not going to happen. He is the 61st ranked player this season. He's 25th over the last week, but Prior to this game, he was like 120th over the last week. This game just jumped him way up. His minutes go from 25 to 35. He has big games and small games. He's obviously must roster. This is huge. No one is buying him at a top 40 price. So you try to sell high, sure, do it. But I don't think you're getting anywhere with it. This is just a game where you have him and you go, man, that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. With Kawhi, Paul George, and Luke Kennard out, Robert Covington played zero minutes because, of course, he played 20 last game. That makes no sense. Terrence Mann had 14, 7, and 5. He's a short-term stream guy. He's a low upside stream, but he's a short-term streamer. And Norman Powell had 19, 5, and 2, and he's also a short-term guy. I don't see these guys having an ability to maintain 12-team league value. Johnny Wall, yeah, look, he's either going to piss on your field goals or free throws, sometimes both. This time, it was free throws. Three of five from the line. He had two, 10, 2, and 8. He is an assist streamer. In points, I like him a little bit more than category leagues. Because he's just got the ability to destroy a lot of your categories. Reggie Jackson was dreadful. Five points on 20%. We know that he is a streamer only. And you're going to have bad nights in there. While Amir Coffey had eight points with five assists. Not bad assist value for Coffey while those players are out. But Wall, Jackson, Coffey, Powell, man, even Nicky Batum. Look, these are not guys that you want on 12-team rosters. When even one of those guys probably comes back, George or Leonard. Or throwing Canard as well. They're not guys that are interesting. Now they're just back-end stream-type players but not absolute must-hold, must-roster type of guys. The Miami Heat beat the Atlanta Hawks 106-98. Really poor performance again from Atlanta. Um, 
Yeah, they're bad, I think. Anyway, onto the Heat. There was no Jim Butler, no Gabe Vincent, no Victor Oladipo, no Duncan Robinson. But they did get some players back. So they started Lowry, Hero, Struess, Martin, Adebayo, and Caleb Martin's on a massive roll. Top 50 player over the last week. 41 minutes, 20 and 9, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block. 67% shooting is unrealistic. 41 minutes is unrealistic. If you can sell high, you sell high. But otherwise, you just hold him. You ride this out. And then when Butler comes back and then Vincent comes back, He's not going to do this. I'm pretty confident, right? We saw it last season when Butler was out. Martin played well, and guess what we're seeing again this season? Martin out, Butler playing. Uh, Butler out, Martin playing well. It's happened a lot, so you enjoy it, and then he'll probably end up being a drop after this. I would guess. Bam had 32 and eight, a little bit empty otherwise, but nice six of six on the line. And Lowry just had the nine points, but he did add nine assists. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Two steals and a block. He's one. Of, he's been one of the better. Um, fantasy draft steals this season. You can get him at 100. He's the 50th ranked player. Tyler Hero continues to be a little bit weird. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yeah. 11, 11, and 10. It's a triple-double. Shout out Ray Felton. But 23% shooting. He was perfect from the line. He played 40 minutes. Another big rebound game. That's, that's a sort of wonky for him this season. But... It's good to get that level of production. While well, the Winter Soldier had 16 points, Max Struess hit four threes. I honestly don't see how he maintains long-term 12-team league value. For now, we hold him. But even this game, 16-3-1, 40-percent no free throws. is not particularly good. Haywood Highsmith went to the locker room, um, didn't return after 23 minutes. Onto the Hawks, Trey Young. Yeah, there was so much talk in the preseason about you know, the addition of DeJounte Murray and oh, Trey's going to play off ball. And I, I was pretty... Pretty strong in saying, like, I think you're an idiot coach if you look at this offense and go, Trey, we'd love for you not to have it and orchestrate our offense so DeJounte Murray, a notoriously worse shooter and passer and offensive initiator, so he can do it. Yes, when Trey's not there, DeJounte, you do it, right? I thought it would have been a pretty bad decision to do that. And it turns out that despite Nate McMillan's many flaws, he also agrees with me that taking the ball out of Trey Young's hands, or Trey Young maybe agrees with me that taking the ball out of Trey Young's hands to give it to DeJounte Murray is a bad idea. So it's just not happening. DeJounte Murray played 39 minutes. He had 13-5-2. His rebounds are down because he's playing with Clint Capella, who's an excellent rebounder, and John Collins, who's a good rebounder. His assist rate is plummeting. His shooting, which had been bad every year of his career, basically until last season, is dropping. His steal rate is low. He's the 81st-ranked player over the last week. I don't think that he ends up as a first-round or second-round player this season, DeJounte. I think he was. I think I was drafting around the 26 mark, maybe. I reckon that's probably where he goes, maybe even lower. He can be better than this. He's also one of the most annoying blokes, if not the most annoying bloke in the NBA. Um, and maybe that colors some of my opinions, but the numbers are also not lying. Like Nothing's going right for him. As for Trey, it's apart from the bad shooting, he had 22-5-14 and 25% shooting. Everything is just sort of where it is. 14th over the last week. I think he's going to get back to being a first-round player, but the shooting needs to tighten up. DeAndre Hunter, one of his better games, actually. 18 points with two steals. Only three rebounds, though. Not a 12-team league player. While the Baptists had 23 and 14. Well, how good is it to get a big John Collins game? We don't get him that often. There was no Clint Capella. He's still dealing with tooth pain. They started in Yekaron Kongwu, who played 34 minutes. His offense has been pretty lacking, but he had another two blocks. But I don't really think there's any point holding a Kongwu once Capella's back. It's, this is using for these situations, and that's it. Adrian Griffin Jr. hit two threes. He only shot 23%, but he is a good three-point streamer until at least um, Bogdan Bogdanovich returns, which you know, maybe that's soon, maybe it's not, but I, I don't think it's too far away. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy, but it's the thinking man's daily fantasy. You don't have to worry about salary cap. You don't have to worry about going up against thousands of other people. It's just you versus the daily projections that Prize Picks puts out. So they'll go Trey Young over under nine and a half assists. You go, oh, I'll take over. Yeah, DeJounte Murray over under three and a half um, ship bloke actions. Eh, probably don't want to go with that one because they don't offer it. But they do offer all sorts of other little props and in individual player projections that you go over under on. And you can put two to six of those together in one entry and went up to 25 times back on your entry. How good's that? It's not just basketball though. You can do disc golf. You can do the PGA, NFL, NHL, the World Cup, cricket, college sports, boxing, MMA. So many different sports. You could do it in under 60 seconds. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PriceFix app or go to pricefix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PriceFix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PriceFix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, let's do the next one. The Memphis Grizzlies, they get over the line in the end against the Knicks, 127-123. Of course, Desmond Bain was still out for the Grizzlies. Ja Morant, 27-10-14. Didn't hit a three, unfortunately, and was just 45% from the field, but still really good line. He is like top 12 for points leagues, but he's not that high in category leagues because we know the deficiencies of his game. But it was, credit where credit's due, a good game from Dylan Brooks. 23 points on 50% shooting, he had four assists with three threes. While Bain is out, there is streamability here for Bain, uh, for Brooks. I don't think it lasts, but there is streamability here now. And Jaron Jackson played 30 minutes. So he's, he's back. You, you regular minutes already. Good. 21 and five, three threes. Didn't shoot well, but the minutes is what I really love here. Um, Brandon Clark, just the 17 minutes. So I think the potential of Brandon Clark playing more because Jaron is back should be wiped away. He played 17 minutes, had nine and four. You can go ahead and drop him. While Lil John Concha, okay. really good uh, rebounds guy, replacing Bain, 10, eight and two. He is a 12-team league guy for now. I would prioritize him over Brooks, but that's really going to, in a category league, that's really going to come down to what stats you're looking for. In a points league, it's really clear that Brooks, like you have him there. Any day of the week, 31 minutes for Steve O'Adams, 16 and 10. Really strong game there. While Santi Aldama, people for some reason, God knows what, are still rostering Santiago Dharma in 12 and 14 team leagues. Get that garbage out of here! 7 and 3 in 18 minutes. You can drop Tyus Jones unless you're looking for assists. He had two points with seven assists. For the Knicks, they had basically a, um, a full roster, which we haven't really seen all that much. So looking at how they got their rotation going was something we needed to pay attention to. Quentin Grimes played 26 minutes as a starter. He had 5, 2, and 4. All right, so they're good minutes for him, obviously. He's not a 12 or 14-team league guy. Cam Reddish played 24 off the bench, had 11 points with a steal, 67% shooting. He is also not a 12-team league guy. These are 16-team league players. Emmanuel quickly played nine minutes and then got hurt with knee soreness. So we thought there was a chance that we'd get some really good quickly minutes. Rose might not play, Reddish might not play, Bronson might not play. Everyone played and then quickly got hurt. Sometimes this shit happens. So was it a bad stream in the end? Yeah, like it was. It was terrible. Lots of people editing, and it didn't work out. Like you can't, like that stuff you can't really predict in that way. You try and take the look at where the the value might be headed, and it didn't head there. Hartenstein played 15 minutes. 
Mitchell Robinson played 32 with five blocks, 16-7 for Mitch. Hartenstein, four and four. Um, you know, the talk of his Achilles being a problem, um, the coach being a problem. He, he didn't say that, but I did. You can drop Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, he's just getting such low usage and not playing the game that he played for the Clippers last season. Yeah, no need to hold him. Simple as that. Rowan Barrett, 22-7 and four. 50% shooting, much better game. Again, like I detailed on the waiver wire show earlier today, I think it was. If you drafted him, you should know what the issues are. And you drafted him specifically for a purpose. If you didn't know those issues and you drafted him, well, then you consider whether he's worth holding, irrespective of rank. Like, is he ranked 200th? I think he is. 199th. But that might make sense to you to get someone who might score 20 points. But it might not also. Jalen Brunson was questionable coming in. He had 30 and 5 with 9 assists on 3 threes. He was unbelievable. 11 of 12 from the line. A little bit off on his field goal percentage, but he has been an absolute cracker. This season, as I said, Mitchie Robinson, 16-7 with five blocks. Good stuff from him if he is on your wire, and he shouldn't be. But if he is, go and uh, go and grab him. Let us go across to the next game, the Sixers against the Magic. Just under undermanned teams all over the shop here, and the Sixers smacked them. 133-103, no Embiid, no Harden, no Maxi, no Thibel. And then P.J. Tucker was out after halftime. This guy is just uh, carrying at the moment. He's doing that thing, and I don't have a word for it, and I need to find a word for it, but he's getting extra opportunity, 38 minutes, and there's players out, but then he's also putting unsustainable performances on top of that. So we knew that volume would get him into good numbers, and he was a must-have player, but he shot 77% from the field. Like That has no way of being real, but you compound that with increased usage and increased minutes, and he looks like an absolute world better because, let's be honest, He's a first-round player over the last week. Like, this is ridiculous numbers. He's shooting the absolute lights out. Now, he could have played 38 minutes a night and shot 40% from the field, and he still would have been valuable. But he has amplified it almost on a logarithmic scale as to how good he has been because he is turning unsustainable, ridiculous, ludicrous shooting and putting it on top of a 20 to 25-minute bump in his playing time. It's amazing. We also got a good game from the Thick Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Good game from Tobias Harris. 25-5-5, and five, two steals and a block. Shot the ball well. And Paul Reed, 30 minutes, 12-13, and 13, a steal, two blocks, six of six shooting. Paul Reed is so clearly better than Montrez Harrell. And he is the guy that I would want over Joel Embiid. Uh, Jesus Christ, no. Over Montrez Harrell while Joel Embiid is out. D'Anthony Melton struggled a little bit. 11-3-2, three, three steals and a block. He's still a must-roster player. Well, Dan House, he started the second half with Tucker out. 19 points for him in 25 minutes. He's a guy that was playing like 13, 14 minutes, though, when people were healthy. So I wouldn't overreact to him. Well, Georgie Niang, normally he's been a good good stream guy. He wasn't awesome here. 9-4-5. and five. It's not bad. Five assists is good. But you would have hoped for a few more threes. Well, Harrell had 9-7. and seven. Also had two blocks, which is also very un-Montrez Harrell-like. I should have mentioned um, Ferky from Turkey. Furkan Korkmaz had 17-2-4 in 25 minutes, but shot 86%. Another one of those ones. You got the minutes, and then you shot... Everything just went in, and it makes everything look better. We don't stream in Furkan unless it's deeper leagues. For the Magic, the injury list is embarrassing. No Cole Anthony, no Wendell Carter, no Jalen Suggs, no Chumra KK, no Marco Fultz, no Voldemort. And then they lost Mo Bumba and Terrence Ross at halftime. They started a lineup that had one guard, and that was Gary Harris, who didn't really do much. 11 points, 5 assists in 29 minutes. They started Franz Wagner at point guard, who's dealing with a, a ligament tear in his hand, I believe. 17-3-2. Bol Bol 
Played, I thought, some poor, poor defense, but the stats are okay. 7-4-3 with three steals and two blocks. I would always be entertaining a, buy, a sell high on him. They also started in the second half. Yes, we get to do it. They started Flaming Mo Wagner. I actually think Wagner's a pretty good player. 12-6, and six, four assists and a steal. I think he's a better player than Bumba. And I wouldn't be shocked if he starts getting minutes ahead of him. Now, we got him here, obviously, because of injury. But nearly every time he plays, he out- outperforms him, I think. Rowan Hampton. Rowan Hampton, not Rowan. Roderick Hampton. 11 points, 26 minutes for Hampton. Nothing exciting there. Well, it was uh, it was pretty smelly from Polo Bunkero. 18 points looks good. But it's why it's always important to dig past the points column. 1-3, 1 rebound, 1 assist. 41% on big volume, 50% from the line on big volume. That hurts a lot. Polo is now you know, outside the top 75 for the season. And there are going to be issues with both his free throws and his field goal percentage. And some of the early block numbers, maybe they fall away as well. But it's hard to read huge amounts into this game, considering everyone that was out. Like, does Wendell play tomorrow? Does Suggs play tomorrow? Fultz is out as well. Who is is this team ever going to be healthy? And when they are, who the hell misses out? Uh, one of the most confusing rosters in the NBA. I also didn't talk about a bloke by the name of Caleb Houston, who had 12 points with four threes. He occasionally does this, and you occasionally have to pay zero attention to it. Well, not occasionally. Literally always. Do not care about what Caleb Houston is doing. Even in Dynasty Leagues, I don't think he's an NBA caliber player. The Celtics beat the Wizards 130-121. It wasn't really that close. That The Wizards brought it closer towards the end. There was no Kyle Kuzma or Rui Hachimura for Washington, but they got the return of Monty Morris. And I'm not going to do the Monty Morris boring voice because 16-3-8 is not boring. He shot 75%. I'm not rushing to grab Morris after that, but it is a good game. Beal had 30 points with four assists and two steals, and Porzingis had 21 points in his 26 minutes. Again, they, he didn't have to play big minutes in this one because the game was over early, and then they made a comeback late. We also got 30 inexplicable minutes from Will Barton. No, f- you, Will! No, he's ready to sack that. F- run, Will! Give it off quick! He had six points, while Corey Kispert continues to be a disappointment. Eight points in 22 minutes. We were looking at what Denny Avdia was doing. He was putting up good numbers without Beal and without Morris. We wondered sort of how it would fit. Well, like this is the disappointing part about Avdia and the fantasy value. 10 points in 27 minutes, two threes, one rebound, three assists. And I don't expect that when Kuzma returns, it gets better. So he's fine to have. He's fine to stream. He's fine to use for that purpose. But long-term as a must-roster 12-team league guy, I don't think he's there. Um, Jordan Goodwin sort of fallen off a bit. He had two steals and a block. He can be one of those streamer types, like a, a diet Dennis Smith Jr., I guess, as a guard. For the Celtics, there was no Jason Tatum. So Grant Williams moved back into the starting line, but he didn't really do anything. 5.7 rebounds, 32 minutes. Now, Al Horford, I'm really worried for the man. I think he might develop back spasms overnight. So sorry, Al, if that's what happens. So Grant is probably worth a hold in that scenario, and it might even be worth streaming in Luke Cornett, who had 12-4 and four with two blocks in 22 minutes for tomorrow. But otherwise, Grant's not a must-roster guy. Jalen Brown um, had 36 points. JB, you've done it again. Seemed to be hurting his shoulder or sore shoulder in this game. So just watch that. 36-5-2 on 57% shooting. While Derek White, 15-2-3 with two steals. We just keep rolling with White while players are out, like Tatum. Um, Horford might be out tomorrow, but I I don't really see White as a must-roster long-term player. Same with Brogdon, who, again, as expected, was able to step up his usage with no Tatum, 17-6-4. So hold those guys until we get those players back like Tatum and then Horford for for next game as well. Sam Hauser is a nice three-point streamer. He had 14 points with three triples in this game. 
the next one that we take a look at, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons were pretty competitive, and they were leading this one for a while. But in the end, the Cavs win at 102-94. Cleveland was, at with, was without Love, Levert, Jarrett Allen, and Lamar Stevens. So they started Robin Lopez. He played four minutes and never returned. In the second half, they started Isaac Okoro, who had played 30 minutes and had seven and six and is not a fantasy option. Don Mitchell. We wanted to watch the Don Mitchell assists. He had one. The free throws are great. The 32 points is great. But that assists, that big, big assist number was keeping him as a top 10 player. It's going to drop him back down now when they continue to fall like this. It was a rough game from Garland, percentage-wise, 19 points on 19 shots. That's 21%. But he had 10 assists. He also got to the line 12 times. Mitchell went 13 times, and they both missed just one. So big free throw, important important numbers there. And without Allen, without Love, without Lavert, Mobley played well. 20 and 13, 40 minutes. He's had some disappointing moments, but he's not far off sort of where he wants to be or where we want him to be, around the 40s. I know some people went into the 30s or 20s for him, but I think in the top 50 would be a good result for him. Chetty Osman played 27 minutes, and Dean Wade played 34. Neither of those guys look like they can be 12-team league options, or probably not even 14-team league options. To be honest, for the Pistons, Killian Hayes, 33 minutes, 16, 3, and 8, two threes, two steals, and a block. Be aware that Killian Hayes is going to have some bad performances. He's going to be up and down. But the expectation for me is Cade Cunningham is done for the year. I think Killian should be rostered. I think Alec Burks probably should be as well. Alec Burks. He played 25 minutes after being under 20 the last two. 17 points. And there's not much else going on there. In fact, there's nothing. 17, 2, and 0. But that scoring upside is useful. They were without Isaiah Stewart, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, and Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's eliminate Cunningham from that. But Bogdanovich, Ivey, and Stewart, three starters. So Sadiq Bey came back from his ankle problem, played 35 minutes, and had 15 and 5 with two steals and a block. Undoubtedly a big line. Or undoubtedly a solid line. It wasn't great because he still shot 40 from the field and 67 from the line. But if you know someone in your league's a big Sadiq Bay believer and you've got him, I would trade him away after this. I don't think he's going to start long-term. I don't think Bogdanovich is a serious injury. Stewart is going to return really soon. Bay will go back to the bench. He might play 27 minutes a night. And even in what he's done so far, like he's not a top 130 player. I don't think he's a must-roster guy as we move forward. Maybe Marvin Bagley is. 28 minutes. Now, again, we try to look at the trends. Bagley, bench for Duran, bench for Duran, bench for Duran, bench for Duran. Cl- you know, in closing the games, Duran's getting more minutes. In the last two, nah, let's switch it. It's Bagley over Duran again. Okay, cool. So we adjust from that. I think Bagley is a 12-team points league guy. He's hitting free throws at a better rate. He had 19 and 10 and actually brought defensive stats. If Marvin Bagley brings defensive stats like this, then he is a 12-teamer. Three steals and a block, 50 from the field, 75 from the line. He's playing well. I don't mind adding him. If they're gonna, I think it's stupid for the development of the team, but that doesn't matter. It, it, the problem I have there is that it's been like two, three games where he's played these big minutes, and prior to that, it was Duran getting the minutes in all of them. I don't think Stewart has much of an impact, but he might lop a minute or two off. Um, but it's not a bad grab to have Bagley just to see if he can maintain this improved performance, especially in some of his shooting numbers. Isaiah Livers played 27 minutes. He had three blocks. That's a nice surprise. While the man who had been dominating, Kevin Knox, had three points on three shots. We don't trust bad players. It was a good little run from Knox, good couple of games, but he's not a 12-team league guy, and I don't think we need to worry about it. Jalen Duran, yeah, that's bad. One and six in 20 minutes. He is just a luxury stash. We thought it was trending in the right direction. We thought he was getting those minutes over Bagley. They changed their mind, so you can too. You move on if you want, or you hold and see. Will something click? 
Will Dwayne Casey play him 26 a night every single night, not this back and forward? That that's worth it's worth holding in the situations where you can afford to. And it might not be for everybody. You've got to understand where your team sits, but it's obviously the last couple trending in the wrong, wrong direction. I just forgot to mention this. Rodney Magruder started. What, what, what are we doing? You deserve to lose today, Rodney Magruder. Two points in 18 minutes. Like, what's the point of this? Obviously, don't add Rodney Magruder anywhere. But, you know, I thought it was uh, worth bringing to your attention that he, in fact, started the game in November of 2022. All right, let's do the last game of the night. The Bucks beat the Mavericks pretty easily. That final score probably flatters Dallas a little bit. It's 124-115, garbage time uh, in this game. We had no Reggie Bullock. He was resting. It must be hard, missing 12 shots a game. They put Tim Hardaway in there, and at least they got the same level of performance. Six points on 25% shooting with no rebounds, no assists, no steals, and no blocks. Shout out to do-nothing wings. The only reason to even consider Hardaway or consider Block is the fact that the Mavericks have the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule this week. That's it. And I think that means that we add Dorian Finney-Smith. That's two good games in a row for DFS. 13-4-3, three steals, two triples. He played 38 minutes. That's a massive win. Um, that production's really good across the board. I don't think that he's going to be a long-term 12-team league guy, but for this week, yeah, sure. We really like it. Dinwiddie had 22-3-2, and Luka Doncic had 27-5-12. and 12. Oh, stunning. Yeah. It wasn't a great free throw night for Luka. Four of nine from the line. He was 50% from the field, which is good. He has dropped off since his early season production. He's outside the top 30 over the last week, actually. Um, obviously he, he was really good to start the year, but it's starting to get back to old Luca outside of field goal percentage, which is up. Let's talk about the crucifix though. 21 and seven in 32 minutes for Christian Wood, two threes. I did a show over the weekend saying, Hey, is Christian Wood going to start soon? And then of course that very next game, he didn't start. He also didn't start this game, but he started the second half. And at some point, even numbnuts, Jason Kidd has to relent on what he's been doing. Like he has to, surely this is it. So I think Wood's value is going to go up. I would try, maybe, is there any buy value ability here for the people who don't think that Wood will start moving forward or didn't see that he started in the second half? Maybe. I think that he's still going to have issues with his um, percentages. No, more to be accurate, his free throw percentage. But I think we might start getting 33, 34 minutes a night of Christian Wood. He might average 20 and 10. He might get you a block. Now, it's going to be low assist. We know this. But there is going to, I think, be a bit of a change. It's going to hurt someone like Spencer, didn't we? Losing some usage touches there as well. So I think be prepared because I think Wood's numbers are going to go up. Dwight Powell started. He had four points in seven minutes. So that's cool. McGee didn't play. Lucky. Oh, sorry, that's not true. McGee played in garbage. I'm lucky they signed him to that contract. Pretty sick move that was. Well, Muxy Kleber had six points with two threes and a block. Um, he's always been a blocks and threes streamer. It's still just for deeper leagues though. Joshy Green. Didn't do much in his 20 minutes. For the Bucks, Grayson Allen went crazy. Do not rely on this. 25.7 triples, five assists, two steals, and a block. But he's top 100 over the last week. He's playing better. But he shot 80% here. Right? It's not going to happen. And like so many of these three-point streamers, Max Struess and Malik Beasley and other guys that I can't think of off the top of my head, they'll have these little hot streaks. Chris Middleton's going to come back and have an impact on him, whenever the hell that is. But yeah, if you want to stream Allen in, by all means, do it. But you've missed the best game that he's going to have. Javon Carter had 14-3 and 6 in 31 minutes. He will also lose out. But interestingly, Nwora played only 11 minutes. Connaughton played only 11 minutes. Wes Matthews played only 9 minutes. And they really lent into Javon Carter. He's probably got a 25-minute-a-night role as we move forward. And I wouldn't drop him... I wouldn't drop him until Chris returns. I think he could be dropped. 
But you know, he's going to have some interestingly good nights, some nights that are bad. This was a good one. I'm just not really sure you know, where I'm seeing. Like, do they just continually limit Connaughton and Matthews and Hill so that he plays 25 minutes? I don't know. I'm a little bit, a little bit confused as the Carter's on going wrong. Brook Lopez, the best player in the NBA, apparently. 13-4-2, steal four blocks. He's been unbelievable. Has he been more of an unbelievable story this season than him or um, Bol Bol? I actually don't know which one is more unbelievable. And I'm just annoyed now talking about Bol Bol that I didn't play the Orlando Magic theme song before. But I'm going to do it now because I mentioned an Orlando Magic player. Giannis, 29 minutes only for the big fella. Giannis. And would you look at that? On a Sunday, he comes to save. 80% from the line on 10 attempts. 58 from the field. Remember, he was like, over the last, I think it was this time last week, he was like the 440th best player in the NBA for fantasy, allegedly. Okay, when rankings get skewed. He's now back to 30th over the last week. That'll bump after this game as well. And again, he didn't really need to worry. Those field goal percentage would come back up. The free throws, they come up or not, doesn't matter. You, you know that. You knew that was what he was providing on your team. Drew had 16-1-6 with three steals, while Bob Portis played 32 minutes. A lot of minutes for Punch Bob there. 15-10 and 10 for him. I don't think he's going to maintain current value. I do think he's a sell high, but it was interesting to see him get that much playing time. I guess some of it is because Brook Lopez was in foul trouble, and that's why Lopez only played 23 minutes. So look at that from Portis. Maybe that turns him into a sell high if you can convince the other manager that maybe he's good enough to continue to get that playing time. I don't think he is, but maybe some people do believe he is. All right. Let's look at the lines of the night. The monstrous line of the night, of course, goes to Ivica Zubac. Zubac? Why did I say that? Ivica Zubats. Yeah, dominating. Waiver wire is Grayson Allen. Young gun is Sam Hauser, amazingly. There wasn't many big performances from first or second year players. And the dud of the night goes to a first or second year player, Paulo Banquero, who was uh, pretty bad <laughs> for, your, for your fantasy team today. The top 10 players in category leagues, number one was Zubats. Imagine this, for a day with nine games on, number one performers, if it's Zubats, followed by Shake Milton. Tobias Harris, Caleb Barton, and Grayson Allen. What a top five. Then it was Seth Curry. Then it was Steph Curry. That's six and seven. Bam is eight. Paul Reed is nine. And Jalen Brown at number 10. Your top 10 players who rostered in under 50% of leagues. Grayson Allen, we just talked about that. I'm not really sure that he's a stream option. I mean, you can try it and see where it goes, but long term, I don't see it. Seth Curry. Yeah, look, he's playing well. Paul Reed until Embiid is back, no worries. Finney Smith, love the schedule this week. Furkan Korkmaz, no interest. Number six is TJ McConnell. Number seven is Dante DiVincenzo. McConnell's a good assist streamer. Um, DiVincenzo, not interested in that. Hauser for deeper leagues, sure. Justice Winslow at nine. He can be a short-term 12-team league guy. And I just spoke about my thoughts on Javon Carter, and I'm pretty conflicted about it. Yeah, maybe we have him in 12s. I think he's probably more a 14-team league player. But you know, I'm still not really sure where I sit with that. For points leagues, your top 10 players. Zubats, Morant, Brunson, Giannis, Trey Young, Shake Milton, Tobias Harris, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Bradley Beal. And that will do it for us today. Don't forget, hey, if you do like this mustache, donate. au.movember.com. Link is in the description. I'm, I'm almost, I want to hit 3000 That'd be great if I can get there. I am over $2,000 raising money for men's mental health, suicide prevention, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. Not supporting testicular cancer. We're supporting the elimination of it. Not like, yeah, testicular cancer, let's go. We're trying to get rid of it with raising money. So that's if you like the mustache, do that. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're on YouTube, thumb it up, subscribe, ring the bell, and leave the comments. Guys, we're done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.